Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? My name is Quincy. And this is my show, the Talk to Q Radio Show. It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live. Tonight, my name is Quincy, and this is my show. And, you know, we hear the term black-on-black crime quite often on the news shows. Like the term reversal racism, it appears to be a term that insinuates something to be an isolated problem when it's in fact something that all people experience. Now, all races experience a high rate of race-on-race crime. But we do not hear the terms like white-on-white crime, Latino-on-Latino crime. So why are black people singled out? Is the black-on-black crime rate that much worse than the other races? Does the media perpetuate the violent rages that apparently runs only in black communities? And what should leaders do to address it? We'll talk about that, Charlie Charlie, and Caitlyn Jenner tonight. But before I get started, let me do a little show maintenance and explain how this show works to those who may be new. This show is a platform for you, the callers, the chat room participants, the social networkers. All of you have the opportunity to voice, chat, or tweet your opinions to me and be heard worldwide and completely uncensored. Because here on T2Q, there are no experts, just opinions. Unlike most shows where you simply just listen to the host talk on and on, I allow you the opportunity to speak your mind. You can join my show legends each episode and discuss a wide range of things like relationships, current events, sports, celebrities, and more. Now, this show is very informal by design because my style is very unorthodox in nature. The topics can be random, but they're relevant with what's going on in the world today. The call-in number to step on your soapbox is 347-202-0215. That's 347 347- Two zero two zero two one five, or you can Skype your way in. It doesn't matter. Now, if you decide to call in and you get the urge to voice your opinion, then after you connect, hit one on your dial pad. That lets me know that you're ready to speak. 
and please mute your phone if you're not speaking at the time because background noise picks up easily over cell phones and headsets. Another way you can contribute to the show is to follow me on Twitter at TalkToQ, and that's Talk, the number two, Q. There is a live tweet chat that occurs during the show, and you can respond to some of the same questions that I'm asking over the air in most cases. Please search and use hashtag T2Q to read and respond to all show tweets. If you want to learn more about me, the show, or the show legends, then journey on over to TalkToQ.com. And if you can't listen to the entire show live, then you can find T2Q on iTunes and just pick up where you left off. Maintenance complete. T2Q radio show number 484 starts right after the, a word from our award-winning author, Truth Devour, and Liquid Life Diet Drops. From the Enigma series comes the contemporary romantic trilogy by author Truth Devour. Wanton, the winner of the L.A. Book Festival Romance category, is the first book in the trilogy that will get your heart pumping from the start. This is no ordinary love story. Its depth of range eloquently transitions moods from sexually electrifying to nostalgic to existential. An unforgettable journey which will leave you pleasurably aching for more. If it feels so good loving the wrong person, imagine how wonderful it's going to be when you love the right one. Now is your time. Truth Devour. www.truthdevour.com Congratulations on your decision to achieve a healthier lifestyle and seek optimum health. It's a noble and wise goal that will help you live a longer and healthier life. Liquid Life Diet Drops are made from high-quality and completely natural ingredients that work along with your body's natural processes to help you feel better. Our product is non-homeopathic and in liquid form. It contains no hormones and is 100% safe. It has a very pleasant taste and is sweetened with stevia. Liquid Life Diet Drops has a variety of health benefits. Not only do they make you feel great, they also support maintaining weight and weight loss if you need to lose a few pounds. Please contact us at www.liquidlifedrops.us if you have any questions. We are here for you and your success. My thanks to TruthDevour.com, the award-winning Aussie author for her book, Wanton, available on Amazon. And my thanks to Liquid Life Diet Drops. All right, we'll go ahead and get into it. But first, let me go to the phones, to the 850 area code, the Emerald Coastline of Pensacola, Florida. Let me welcome on my man, Buck. Buck, what's happening? What up, what up? How's everybody doing this evening? Doing well, man. How you doing? Doing good, man. Enjoying a little bit of cool weather at night. You know, in the 60s at night in Pensacola in June, that's extremely rare. So Yeah, that is Enjoying unusual. a little bit of that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Glad to have you on, man. I'm going to go to the 732 area code, the Garden State of New Jersey, and bring on Ray. Ray, what's up, bro? Hey, what's going on, Q? Folk Flash? 65 degrees, man. That's the best weather, brothers. You know, all that 85 and 90, that's too hot. That ain't too hot, man. So, 
All right, fellas, so we'll jump right into it. 347-202-0215 is the number on the Talk to Q radio show. No experts, just opinions. Our first searchforithere.com topic, our main topic tonight, is black-on-black crime, a real concern or media creation. So, Buck, I'll start with you first. Do you think that black-on-black crime is a problem in the United States? Is it something the media perpetuates? Which, What do you think? I don't think it's a problem in the United States, simply uh, because, I mean, we see it all the time. I know the media puts, you know, puts their spin on it, but I think it is a problem because, simply because, I mean, we don't we do not do the right things. I mean, it seems like we're always against each other all the time, and we're quicker to, you know, take action, you know, in a negative light versus a positive light. You know, sometimes, you know, when you get in a disagreement with somebody, you need to really talk it out instead of pulling out guns, knives, and fights. And, uh, you know, I think going to the days of, you know, diplomacy, when it, you know, amongst ourselves. And then we need to kind of get back to that. I mean, there's no reason for us, you know, we, we're real good about passing the book and saying somebody else is, you know, some other race is our problem when actually we're the problem because, you know, we don't have any diplomacy. We just, we act first in the negative light, and then, you know, after that, it's not a, uh, it's usually not a good thing. Okay. Ray, what do you think, man? I mean, is it a problem or is it a media creation? Man, it's the biggest problem in America today. You know what I mean? I, I really don't understand how people say media creates anything. The media's only report was already out there. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you can't say that, uh, you know, uh, LeBron is the best basketball player. He ain't even close. You know, that your station is not going to have any credibility. You understand? So anything that's put put out there is only a portion of what's really going on. I mean, anywhere in any city that is predominantly black, there are issues. Now, I know we don't want to address this, and a lot of people don't want to address it, but you can blame police officers and stuff all you want, but why do black lives only matter when cops kill black people? Black people doing it every day mm-hmm. in every city that is predominantly black. And I don't understand why leaders want to address this and why people who want to go at police officers would not address this. I mean, any big city, like Chicago, Detroit, Jackson, uh, Newark, any city that you want to name, it's a lot of black-on-black crime. And it shouldn't be that way, but it is that way. The truth of the matter is, is just black people don't like each other. And nobody wants to deal with that, you know. And like Buck was saying, we need to be able to talk more mm-hmm. and try to resolve issues than, you know, taking it to the violence and stuff like that. Because if you get mad, what's the first thing you're going to say? That nigga don't know me, I kill him. Instead of saying, well, okay, we're going to talk it out or, hey, whatever the issue is, let's try to sell this peacefully. If we get right. that, I think be a lot better. Okay. All right. I um 
I agree. I think if I had to put it on a scale, I would say like 75% of it is definitely a problem when it comes to conflict resolution, and the other 25% is kind of media-created to make it look worse than what it actually is. And the reason I say that, like if I if I took the example that Ray gave on LeBron being the greatest, and, I mean, if the media only showed us LeBron missing shots, we would be like, okay, who is this great LeBron that everyone's talking about? If all we saw was him missing shots, then no one would think he was the greatest. We would believe what we saw. And I think that the media does this role of putting only the negative about black people um, on TV, which Baltimore being the perfect example, and that's all we kind of have in our conscience. But I do think that a majority of the issue is us when it comes to conflict resolution because we just aren't taught how to do that. Now, um, I think a lot of why people get upset when it comes to white cops and black and black violence is when it black on black crime usually isn't an issue because people who normally commit crimes against black people get convicted. All right. They go to jail, but cops always seem to not even get a trial for the most part. Most of the time they don't get indicted. So I, I do see, I do think there's a difference there. Uh, if cops were going to jail, I don't think it would be much, not as much said about it maybe, but um, now but let me ask you, is is black-on-black black crime a political term? I mean, aren't the victims and perpetrators of most crimes of the same race? Well, you know, I don't think that, you know, I don't think it has anything to do with that. I just think, you know, it's just something that, the, you know, that's media-driven, and, you know, that's what they, you know, that's the way they interpret it. But, you know, the thing is, is that, I mean, we need to really look in the mirror, mirror, and it all starts at home and how how we do things as parents. Um, so the way I look at it is real simple. We got to make sure that we're doing the right things from a from a home standpoint. We can't pass the buck for somebody else to raise our children, and I think that's also a problem in our communities because we're too busy trying to go out to the clubs, you know, hang out with somebody or go, you know going to the liquor store, whatnot, whatnot, and putting our kids in front of the TVs and the video games and things mm-hmm. of that nature and not, you know, not doing what we need to do as individuals to raise our kids properly and not pass the book. The teachers are not as good as they used to be. I mean, there are good teachers out there. Don't get me wrong. My mom was a teacher, and I know i got a good friend that's also a good teacher in a lot of ways. The bottom line of it is this. We can't pass that on. We can't pass that on. The kids are a direct reflection of us. And if they see us drinking, smoking weed, partying, and all that kind of stuff, thugging it out and all that kind of thing, then they're going to start doing the same thing that we're doing. And then, that's, you know, it, it's a vicious cycle. It turns into violence. You know, they're out there stealing stuff and thinking, you know, rims and hot cars and, all, you know, good-looking cars and all that kind of stuff is what, what it's all about when it's not. You know, we need to make sure our kids are, you know, doing extracurricular activities and things of that nature so that way they can, you know, produce in our society. So it starts at home first. So as far as the term goes, you know, you can call it what you want, but we see what we see what it is. We have to address it. Okay. All right. Um, on Twitter, Mo Bella Blues, I'm sorry, Mo Bella Hughes chimed in. 
and said that black on black crime needs to be addressed more. There's no hype. It's really real out here. And now, Ray, the Justice Department stats show that 84% of white people are killed by white people. So why do we not hear the term white on white crime? I mean, we're talking 84%. Because it's not a huge problem. I mean, we can spin it a lot of different ways, which is no matter who you turn on, whether it's Roland Martin or some other black journalist, they're going to spin it as, you know, 84%. But what does that 84% consist of? How many murders are we talking about? Or how many crimes are we talking about? Now, if you look at any big city where we only, what, 12% of the population, but we yeah. are accounting for five or six times as much crime. And, you know, it, it's it's just ridiculous. I mean, you can't have uh, more murders, more robberies, more everything in the black community and in the white community. People say, oh, yeah, well, there were robberies, there were this and this and that happened. Yeah, but it's farther and it's farther in between. It's not as it, it, it's, it's prominent as it is in the black community. You have too many gangs. You rarely see white gangs. You rarely see uh, white people right. killing over shoes and colors. Well, hey, well, let me jump in right. Let me jump in for a second right there. That's actually the Department of Justice says that um, 53 percent of gang-related murders were committed by white people. Okay. But, okay, how many whites in this country? 260 million? I mean, I guess. I mean, yeah, probably. And, and how many whites know. in this country? 35 million? I have no I have no idea. So, yeah, something of that nature. So the, the numbers can be very distorted. Now, if you right. want to consider mafia gang and everything else, then you can you can also you can do that. But what I'm saying is what what creates the difference between black and black crime and white on white crime is white people are still prospering. Black people when the crimes are committed is bringing a whole community down. Uh-huh. And that's the difference. I think you hit that you nail know? on the head with that one. Yeah, that that that's the difference. A huge difference. It hurts us a lot worse than it does um, them. I agree with you 100%. Let me go to the 501 area code, the natural state of Arkansas, where I haven't gone to in quite some time. And welcome on, Amy. Amy, how are you? I'm doing uh, better. Um, how is everybody doing tonight? Doing well. Glad to have you on. And Amy, uh, like I mentioned, 53% of gang-related murders were committed by whites. So why do you think blacks are synonymous to gang-banging? Well, I am, um, you know, honest, Amy. Um, I, um, I don't know if I've ever told you this before, um, so it's confession time again. But uh, back in the mid-'90s, um, my daughter's, biological father was in a gang, a okay. white gang, um, in 
Little Rock, the Little Rock, North Little Rock, Southwest Little Rock um, area. Um, the white kids felt that they had to band together because um, the racial tension was so high in Little Rock, and they felt that the white gangs were just taking over the schools and, and the areas and stuff, and they felt like they had to band together to do something. So they formed um, a white gang. But it never, ever became about white-on-black crime or even the blacks trying to come against them as a white gang. It was always white-on-white crime and black-on-black crime. The the black kids and their gangs were committing crimes against each other, and Keith and Chris and Jeremy and all them, they were all committing crimes against white kids. Believe it or not, and if I'm lying, I'm dying, it never became about black-on-white crime or or, or white-on-black crime, vice versa. Um, it, it, It never, even though that's why they formed, it never became about that. And you and Ray are both right the 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 about white gangs and you know I watched it like I said in the 90s and um, you know I don't know what it's it has all trickled down into like the smaller you know towns and communities and and stuff outside of the Little Rock and North Little Rock and Southwest Little Rock area into the you know the outer skirts smaller towns and. Um, but it's 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 still it, it, it's still white on white and black on black. I don't understand why we don't get more attention for it because all those white dudes up in the Arkansas Department of Corrections, who do you think they're in there for for killing each other? Bad okay. dope deals, cooking meth. They're not hurting each other. Me and my friends were not whipping black dudes at the bar on Friday night. We were whipping other white dudes. And see, that's the point I'm trying to make. And um, and even though black on black is definitely a problem, when you think about it, if you live in a community with people who look like you, who are you going to get into anything with? The people in your community. So if you're Mexican and you live in a Mexican neighborhood, you're going to fight Mexicans. If you're white and you live in a white neighborhood, you're going to fight whites. So there's really race-on-race crime for every race, regardless of who you are. But, I mean, but to say, again, it's not to minimize that black people do take a bigger hit, like Ray pointed out, which was a good point, but I, I think that it's presented on television more when we do it as opposed to when other races do it, because numbers don't lie. I mean, 84% is a pretty high number. Now, I'm pretty sure it may be higher for black people, because I think I read somewhere it was um, 84 for whites, and for blacks I think it was like 89 or something. So I do think that it is higher, but I don't think it's this big gap that a lot of people think that it is based on what they see on TV. But let me go to the 248 area code, the Motor City of Detroit, and let me welcome on author Crystal Hickerson. Crystal, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? 
Hello, I'm everyone. doing well. Okay, and everyone, uh, hold on. <clears throat> me, 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 me. Happy <laughs> birthday to you. Happy birthday. Come on, everyone. To you. Happy birthday, dear myself on national radio how are you doing this evening happy birthday i'm good thank you so much all right um all right what's your question <laughs> um well you can if you had something to say about what we were just discussing you can if not i can give you another question you can give me a question focusing just on black on black crimes what can okay. be done to help prevent crimes against one another in the black communities what can we do to you know, take the steps to try to reduce it. Oh, there's so many things, really. I mean, because there's so many reasons why. I think a lot of, um, of course, first you have your Saturday night killings, as I call them, and, and that's just stupid crimes that you kill people or someone ends up dead because you were drunk or whatever, but that but then that spins back to why are you drinking so much, so heavily? Why are you on the edge? And then that goes back to economics, um, goes back to the pressures of life, and you always living on the edge, um, <clears throat> having severe ghettoitis, as I call it, when even if you're not in a situation where you're um, needing to be paranoid about everybody around you, you, you are anyway because that's how you grew up kind of way I am anyway and Mm -hmm. you know so you know you're you're always like right there you know you're at the ready all the time so I think a lot of that comes from just just the situation of life you know and how do you stop it I mean you have to go back to you have to provide people with better education you have to provide people with better opportunities better jobs I mean in order to get those jobs or whatever you have to provide them you know, with uh, confidence and, and being able to know that you are better than, you're just as good as anyone else and you have just as much opportunity as anyone else. And, you know, it's it's so many things. And then that goes back to the household, you know, whether you're a single parent or both parents, whether they're in, they don't have to be in the house, but if they're involved in the child's life. And then that goes back to relationships. There's so many things that leads you to a place in your life where you feel um, that picking up a gun or even having a gun at the ready, you know, or or any kind of weapon, you know. Yeah. Um, so it's 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 really not one thing, you know. You can say, well, let's just give everybody, you know, better opportunities, better jobs, but that's not going to prepare them for that job to even get it. And so you really have to peel the onion on that. So I can't even give just one one thing. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to make a good point there. And but back to you for a second, man. Um, what can, I guess, leaders, I don't know who you consider black leaders. I don't know if a race of people necessarily need a leader. But, I mean, people who are prominent um, in black society, what can they do to help the celebrities, the athletes, the the rich people? You know what they can do? They can stop hiding behind that celebrity. 
that's what part of the problem is. We have all these high-profile people. Um, they may do some things behind the scenes. They may give something to the high school that they went to or something like that. But we need to do more than that. You know, we have to get into these inner-city communities and start reaching out to these kids and uh, making sure that they have after-school things, to, you know, get them involved in things and teach them technical and, and quality skills. You know, teach, teach them how to be electricians and carpenters um, other than just football and, and, and band. You know, teach them how to build computers and things of that nature. Um, we, you know, we need to look at those avenues and those, you know, these stars and celebrities can do things like that, you know, instead of always giving to the, you know, football and basketball programs, even though those are important, baseball programs and things of that nature. But I think we need to start, you know, teaching our, teaching our, you know, our young black kids that, you know, other things to get them, you know, get them excited about education. Because I think we fall short on that because we always think about sports first. You know, we need to teach them, you know, economics and political things and things of that nature and get them involved in those types of things. So, not, yeah. you know, that we can have, smart, you know, smarter youth coming up. It's very important, man. And that's where the celebrity can come in and, you know, do things and give grants and, you know, give, you know, give $100,000 or whatnot to specific programs that will, they're geared toward teaching, teaching, teaching the young youth giving them something to really fall back on, you know, that's, you know, we, that's where they fall short. And that's what, the, you know, that's some of the things that they could be doing. And I would rather see them get recognition for that than doing, a, doing a, you know, doing some, you know, damn football gym in a high school that they went to. They need to do more than that. And that, you know, they got to step up to the plate. Okay. All right. Good stuff. Um, on Facebook, someone posted, a, uh, well, inboxed me anonymously, they said they said they're not sure if it comes off bad and they didn't want to post it publicly. Um, I think white on white crimes are way less and they probably there are probably more domestic disputes. Black on black crime is usually folks killing over foolishness, drugs, sneakers. He was looking at me funny. I just don't like him revenge type stuff. And I think that's what Ray was saying earlier as well. Um uh, right, Ray, that it's just over foolishness. I mean, it's one thing for the, the mafia the mafia to go after their money, but it's another thing that someone look at you sideways in the club and you got to shoot. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. I mean, um, it, it, it's a thing that, see, like you gave a comparison to white on white crime, black on black crime. We mm-hmm. understand this crime committed against their own people, but what we against is people who killing over sneakers, robbing a lady of a pocketbook. She only got ten dollars in there, you broke her arm, you got the money, you shot it anyway. Them the kind of people we need to get rid of. Definitely. Now I hear a lot of talk about education and like I say, you know, when I was a kid, you know, my school was probably eighty five percent black and others you know, 13% not a bit Hispanic. So it ain't nothing nobody really can tell me as far as how the education system should be. They try to educate you, but you come to school, you want to be disruptive, don't want to listen to teachers, want to destroy the books, uh, don't want to pay attention, the parents are not involved, all this stuff. So when people talking about you need better schools, where are you going from? 
built better schools for so you can write on the walls and tear down the doors and stuff like that. That's just the truth. Ain't nothing okay. told me. This is what I've seen. Right. You know, so when we start talking about that, you got to have, it's got to start in the home. If it don't start in the home or parents, I don't tell parents just because you've got kids, don't have fun, but drinking, smoking, cursing, all this bad behavior around kids at such a small age, they're not going to come up the correct way. If they don't come up the correct way, this is the result of it. Right. And we can point to other races and stuff all we want to, but at the end of the day, we the one on the news with good reasons. This is true. All right. And I'm going to say happy birthday to Crystal as well. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Wow. And uh, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, I'm going to go to the Magnolia State and the Lone Star State. But right after a word from searchforithere.com, 60 seconds. If you own a business, you know how important it is to get the word out about what you have to offer. I want to tell you about a great online local business directory that will get you the attention you want. It's called searchforithere.com, and it's fantastic. At searchforithere.com, multiple discounts are available on their local business directory with lots of great features. They have diamond or silver plans available that can save you tons. The diamond plan includes featured listings, and the silver plan includes video as well as other great tools to promote your business. So take advantage of these great deals today and get listed as soon as possible. There are hundreds, even thousands of customers out there just waiting for you to get listed. Searchforwardhere.com is simply the best local business directory. So whether you own one business or many companies, it doesn't matter. Searchforwardhere.com is your number one local business directory. You can call them at 253-324-3352 or email them at sales at searchforwardhere.com. Searchforwardhere.com. Hi, I'm Lady Estrogen of LadyE.me, and you're listening to the Talk to Q radio show. No experts, just opinions. Brought to you by Liquid Life Diet Drops. Let me go to the 601 area code, the Magnolia State of Mississippi, down to Jackson, and bring on my man Eminem. Eminem, what's going on? Hey, well, Q, what a radio world. Not too much, man, not too much. Eminem, um, what is the benefit of bringing up black-on-black crime during a discussion of police brutality? Well, okay, okay, hold on. What's the benefit of bringing up black-on-black crime? Yeah, why do, why do people do it so much? Like a cop shoots a black man, but then there's some people who will say, well, why are you tripping over that when blacks kill blacks? Well, what's 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 the purpose of that? What's the benefit of that? Um, it's actually no real benefit other than creating a dialogue to, to address the black-on-black problem, but... Um, but I'm, I'm glad you asked me that because I'm, I'm going I'm to throw a different angle and um, 
don't know, somebody may have said something similar, but uh, um, this is where, this is how I feel about that. It's like I'm putting myself on the outside of the African-American experience like I don't know anything, right? Uh, and on the outside looking in, yeah, I can see what people say. Well, y'all kill each other. What's the problem? Let me tell you what the problem is for people who want to do better. Now, I'm not talking about knuckleheads that need to be electrocuted and threw away. But there's a lot of people that are still savable, and there's a lot of people that that would love to, that are good people, they just get labeled because they just happen to stay on the street where a lot of shit happening at, or, or neighborhood or, or town where a lot of shit happening at. I'm talking about those people. Uh, you, you see people in, you know, different areas of the country like, you know, hey, you know, if you see something, why don't you, you know, you do something about it. No, it's not that damn simple because when you don't have justice on your side, it creates this, and this is long-term I'm, I'm talking about. You know, we all can come up with short-term examples, but just think about it. From the late 50s up to the current date, in most major urban areas where there's large minority populations, the trust in the police has went almost obsolete, and for good reason. You know, so guess what that does? Now, we all know the reasons for most of the crime you know, the broken homes and all that. But I'm talking about just maybe some of the stuff we hadn't talked about. Um, say if I want to be a good citizen, right, versus Q wanting to be a good citizen. Okay, well, Q might can report something, and it'll be handled, but at the same time there's no repercussion on him because the cops are not working for the street guys. See what I'm saying? Whereas... Yeah. I do that shit, my shit is shot up. So guess what's going to happen? For the people who are, now I know somebody out there say we just move, but like I said, we're not talking about that. we just, we just addressing the people who, who can't leave or don't want to leave, right? It, it creates this atmosphere of mistrust of the police, number one, and uh, uh, a letdown of the judici- uh, judicial system over a period of decades. So, you pretty much have open reign to be a thug or whatever you want to be because whatever you do is not that the people there don't care. It's not that the people there don't don't want to see your ass go to jail no more than the next guy do. But they just know it's certain shit you can't do. It's almost the equivalent of uh, most, I, I guess most people don't watch The Godfather or something like that. It's almost the equivalent of going to Sicily 300 years ago in some of these little towns where clearly if you say the wrong thing, the the, 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 the entire town basically worked for the, you know, for the, uh, for the mob. It, it's like it creates this culture of silence. So shit don't get handled. Motherfuckers get shot. Right. Ain't nobody going, ain't nobody going to say, yeah, I saw the guy did it. He had a discolored jacket on, you know? So that's, that's something that has led to the extremity of what we're seeing, you know, people okay. not fearing going to jail because, you know, ain't nobody going to witness it. Ain't nobody okay. going to say nothing. That's true. That's true. You know, we had that don't snitch powder in a lot of black communities. And let me go right. to Big Spring, Texas. I'm going to bring on a man who plays a doctor on the radio, Dr. Bobby Willis. How's it going, sir? Happy birthday to uh, Crystal. I would sing to you, but the phone company might cut us off mid-notes, so I ain't going to do that. (laughs) (laughs) 
Thank All you. right, Bobby. Uh, doing well, man. We'll get ready to wrap this up. And now, Bobby, um, as far you know, the the difference between police brutality and black on black crime is that a black man doesn't kill another black man because he's black. All right, that's that's pretty much the difference. Uh, a black man kills another black man because of some conflict. I'm not saying that it's a good reason, but I'm saying it's not because sure. he's black, as opposed to police brutality. A lot of times, uh, race is a factor. But Bobby, what's your opinion on why black on black crime comes up in discussions that are supposed to be about cops shooting unarmed black men? Well, it's a number of reasons from from the um, you know the white perspective, the racist white perspective. I guess I should say because not all white people think this way. But, um, you know, from the white perspective, it's because they want to highlight, you know, that what they've been saying about us for years is true. So, of course, they're going to, you know, saying they're going to, uh, you know, the media and, and all those involved are going to, you know, highlight that and show that, you know, just so they could, uh, you know, especially take away anything they may be doing on their end. So that's that's one perspective. Then you got the, you got the what I like to call the coon black person who, you know, they want to talk about, you know, black on black at the wrong time. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I guess there's, you know, I guess any time is, it could be the right time, I guess, but they don't say nothing. Like right now, nothing is, nothing is going on in the news as far as cops killing uh, any blacks. But, you know, but, you know, we we just heard about, you know, about 49 um, shootings in Chicago. And all those, you know, those blacks that want to, you know, jump up and say something when, when, uh, when it's white on black, you know, they quiet. We don't hear from them. But when it's a situation where we are standing up against another entity, then those are the ones that want to come up and be like, "Oh, we kill ourselves," you know? What I mean? Like, so I'm like, uh-huh. you know, you're doing this at the wrong time. I mean, yeah, that's true, but this isn't the time right now. We're not talking about us killing us. We're talking about them killing us. So you know, that's you know, that's the time and place. And then you got, you know, the ones who you know just want to kill each other just because you know, hey, it's a cool thing to do, or you know, I'm, I'm gonna earn my stripes in the hood and stuff. So I mean, right. there's there's varying perspectives as to why we get highlighted and singled out. But for the most part, though, like I said, you know, especially from from those in power or those who don't like us, they want to show that what they've been saying all along is true, and that's why that's why they highlight us. Just just like I mean, you look at the riots, you know what I'm saying, or, or even the protests, you know, peaceful protests. But guess what they're going to show you? They're going to show you somebody looting the store. <laughs> you know what I mean? The CVS and in yeah, and now even even with the cops, we can go we can go to the situation with the cops, you know, in in defense of the cops, I guess, so to speak, you know, you know, for every cop that they show killing a black person, they won't show you the cop that's you know helping the black person or helping another person. Period. You know what I'm saying? Regardless of color, you know. So you know, bad things sell. You know that's what's going to make the money, and especially when it involves us because we do things to an extra level, which is normal to us. But outside of our our, our um, environment and our neighborhood and our community, you know, what I'm saying it's it's an extra love. It's entertaining to some, and it's like it's, uh, it's a shock value to others. Right, right. I agree. Okay, and well, and just to get ready to wrap it up, I mean, in the last twenty something years, homicides against blacks have almost been cut in half, and went from thirty nine hundred. 39 homicides per 100,000 blacks in the 90s to 20 homicides per 100,000 blacks um, 20 years later. So it has been an improvement as far as the homicide, but it's still a huge problem. 
it is still a huge problem. And I guess the reason it's so egregious to a lot of people is that anytime you do something to someone that looks like you, it does seem like a a huge a more of an offense than against someone that may be different than you. Now, a life is a life, don't get me wrong, and a crime against a person is a crime against a person, but for some reason it just seems different when you do it against your own. You know, if one of us saw a news story where someone like um, two brothers got in a fight and a brother stabbed another brother, it's like, man, family members getting into it like that? We look at it differently than two strangers at the club. And so it's kind of the same thing, you know. It's like it's not that one murder is, you know, weighs heavier than another. But when it's against your own, man, it just gets magnified in a lot of people's minds. And it's something that definitely needs to be reduced. And the only way we can do that is teaching conflict resolution. That is something that I can definitely vouch for when it comes to the black community that we do not have. We do not know how to handle conflicts. We don't know how to handle conflicts in school. We don't know how to handle it in workplaces. We don't know how to handle it in relationships. All right. Things just go south really fast. Uh, You know, like Dave Chappelle once famously said, when keeping it real goes bad, man, that stuff is true. We laughed at it when he had his show on the air. That stuff is completely true. We have this desire to keep it real, protect our egos, look a certain way to the point that we do the dumbest things that you can know. And I think it's just something that needs to be taught. And, I mean, it's something that should come from the parents, but unfortunately... You know, we don't have too many parents in households these days, not, not tag team parents at least, so that's an issue. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's something that we really need to work on, definitely. All right, now I'm going to move on to the next searchforithere.com topic. It's about summoning demons. Ooh, spooky. And, Crystal, I know that you're, you may be familiar with this because I know you're like a paranormal um, aficionado to a certain extent, but okay. legend says that this thing called the Charlie Charlie Challenge is an ancient Mexican tradition that summons a demon who will use a pencil to a- answer your questions. Uh, yeah, he's Mexican and his name is Charlie. Now, he doesn't write with the pencil. The way you play the game is that you draw a, floor, a four block grid on a sheet of paper and you lay a pencil um on the center line of the grid and you put another pencil perpendicular on top of it okay almost like the form of a, of an x and then you proceed to summon the spirit by saying charlie charlie are you here or something or charlie charlie can we play now if charlie wants to come the pencil will spin and it will either point to yes or no depending on where you drew it on the paper right so it, you can ask yes or no questions, and based on the responses that it gives you, it, I guess, essentially predict, predicts the future. But, I, I mean, Chris, I don't know if you're familiar with it or not, and then I'll go to Amy and ask her. But, I mean, have you ever played with a Ouija board, first of all, or, or any game involving summoning ghosts or demons? Quincy, Shaughnessy actually just heard what you were talking about this, and she said that um, some kids got in, some boys got in trouble um, for doing it in the lunchroom the other day. 
Um, there was a whole big group of them at the lunch table, and they, uh, they threw the pencil up or whatever, and it landed on yes, and she said they all scattered, which uh, got the principal's attention, and she went, or excuse me, not the principal, but the duty teacher's attention, and she went over there to see what was going on, and they all got in trouble for it. Okay, yeah, they had an incident in my godson's school as well over um, teachers allowing students to to play it as well. But, um, Crystal, what what about you? Are you familiar with it, and you ever played with Ouija board or anything like that? Um, No, I'm not familiar with that particular um, game. But, no, I've never played with a Ouija board, and I don't recommend anyone do that. (laughs) It's not a game. And, um, it, you know, you have to be very careful about a lot of these things. Quincy, this know, is Amy. Not... Can you hear me? And, yeah, I can hear you, Amy. Go ahead, Crystal. Okay. What was I saying? Oh. Anyway, I, just, I was just saying that, yeah, you shouldn't, um, you, sh- you, know, you shouldn't make, whether you believe in that or not, you really shouldn't open yourself up to, to things that you don't understand. And um, I know kids think, think it's funny and it's a game and everything, um, but it's not a game. I don't know anything about this Charlie thing. It's, it sounds very similar to the, you know, looking in the mirror and, um, you know, saying, I forgot what you say with a girl, <laughs> whatever, Bloody Mary or whatever. It sounds similar to that. But, um, but yeah, I, no, I don't. I don't do that. And maybe because I have a respect for um, spirituality, uh-huh. that um, I don't play with spirits. <laughs> you know, okay. no one wants to be played with. And I mean, I, I could just because you know when you think about, uh, I'm just going to say this: when you think about a spirit or whatever, or a demon or you know whatever, they're just it's just like us. We have feelings, you know. And you have you you present certain emotions. And so if someone was playing with you, you say you want to play, I'm like, okay, I'll give you something to play with. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so you're not going to get the result that you you think you want. So I um I don't recommend anyone do that. So. No. Okay. All right. Well, Buck, let me ask you, man. I mean, how do you feel about kids playing with this at school? I mean, what would be your reaction? I mean, we heard Amy's story about kids playing it there. Like I said, at my godson's school, uh, they were playing it, and the teacher was allowing it. What would be your reaction to kids, uh, you know, to your to your kids playing um, a game such as Charlie Charlie or anything where you're supposed to be summoning demons? demons? Buck? All right, Ray, I go to you. And you know, I'm a, I'm a God fear man, brother. So I really ain't got too much to say about that. I mean, that's self-explanatory. They wouldn't be doing that. <laughs> okay, I feel you on that, Bobby. Yeah, um, you know, I think that if you are a true believer in God and things like that, then you gotta have some kind of you know awareness of the opposite end of the spectrum too. So I wouldn't I wouldn't go around playing with stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, I think what most people do is that they, you know, they 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 feel like okay, well, 
it's my religion, you know, and my religion is the only thing that's out there. <laughs> so they they don't yeah. care about the ramifications of dabbling to other things. And I think that's a uh, it's a spiritual flaw, fatal mistake. Um, you know, so I mean, if you are a spiritual person, or if you do believe in you know God and things like that, then you, I mean, you got in a way kind of believe that something else is out there because I mean that stuff is all in the Bible. You know, evil spirits and all that stuff is is written. So. I wouldn't play with it, and I wouldn't advise my kids to play with it. All right. And, I mean, Eminem, I mean, you, you know, do you believe in demons? If so, how, I mean, what's your reaction to kids playing with them? Is it something that needs to be taken more seriously? Because, I mean, you know, to the average person, especially to someone who may be an atheist, they think it's silly. But, um, I mean, how do you feel about it? Well, I, I just think it's a sign of the times. I, I don't mean from a biblical perspective. I mean from uh from kids uh, not being involved in enough positive, creative things, you know, shit that, you know, like, hey, if you're non-athletic, hell, if, if you're involved in a in a deep chess game, you ain't got time for no shit like that. If you coming from football practice, you ain't got time for that type of shit. So uh, whether, it's, whether it's this demon summoning or, or experiment with that uh, mojo spice and all that shit, all that shit is boredom, man. The kids just don't, you know, parents don't. The, the the few kids that have parents, nobody wants to actively make sure their kids engage in some type of activity, and that's what we're seeing. You know, it's uh, it, it's just you know from one end of the spectrum to the other. You know, and and now that when you mix in social media, well now you got bored kids rubbing off on kids, and now it's creating curiosity. But to answer the question about the spirits, you know. Um, you know, as far as what I believe, like I say, it ain't necessarily a, a, a evil thing like that. It's more or less something you don't, you don't understand. You're talking about a whole different realm that a physical man has never experienced and, you know, well, living anyway. So, um, you know, it's like, you know, of all the things that you can do, it's like why in the hell would you fuck with something you can't you can't deal with anyway? It's hard enough just to... Survive, right. hoping you don't get robbed or shot or something, let alone some shit like that. Yeah, I agree. You know. <laughs> okay. Well, Amy, let me ask you this: Why in the world do you think that you know demons can be summoned so easily? I mean, you just mention a name and a demon appears. I mean, doesn't that make it seem like more of a hoax than anything? Well, uh, I mean, I I am a full-on believer in ghosts. And in full-on demons, um, just simply due to um, an experience that I had back when I was a kid um, in a house that my friend Lisa lived in. And, um, I mean, it, it, there were demons in that house. And we found a Ouija board in there after we moved in. And, yeah, a, a lot of weird shit went on in that house, uh, which would, like, be a, a whole show segment worth of crazy shit. But, um, so, I mean, I, I full-on, you know, believe in it. Um, so, you know, I mean, I think that you can can do this. If, if you remember back when, when back in our, our days that, if y'all remember that chant where you look in a mirror and you say, uh, what is it, Bloody Mary or something? Yeah. 
that saying, it's, you know. Um, yeah, well, you say Bloody Mary the, was seven times or something like that. Yeah, it's sort of the, the same, sort of the same thing. Um, but, you know, this is the new, this is the new thing. You know, it's the same as um, what that was back in our day and Ouija boards and that kind of stuff. And hey, 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 uh, so it's uh, the new. But I don't Amy, think don't. these kids true, truly know what they're doing. It's just the latest little fad, and they're just doing it. And like you heard the story that I told that Shaughnessy um, told was that it landed on yes, and oh, my God, them kids scattered. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Amy. Amy. Yeah. Do you, do you remember another one from back in the day where you played the, uh, it was certain groups. I know Kiss was one, and I can't think of the other group, but you played Molly the Russian Crush, Catholic. Shout out the devil. Yeah, you supposed to hear the devil talking or some shit. I was like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah, and, the, of course, that's when all that came about, about playing the, the songs backwards. Did any of y'all ever play right. another one by the dust backwards by Queen? No. Nah. Prepare to smoke marijuana is what it said, but when you nah, put it backwards. <laughs> That's when uh, and y'all remember when we used to do the take the calculators and put in uh, what is it three eleven and uh, upside down is it, hell thirty four eleven I think. Uh, uh, yeah, 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 I remember that one too. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, I'm going way back now. Tech right. savvy. <laughs> Okay. They blowing off some shit. I know, I know. Just the mention of Queen and nothing right about there. Last week. <laughs> so. Wait, that old. All right, Buck. I'll let you. Buck. I'll let you have the last word on it. Well, I mean, shoot, I don't. I don't have to say too much after all that and done all that. But I mean, it, it is the latest fad. You know, these kids, man. I mean, it, this is a direct. You know, this is direct. You know, they they don't they don't have anything to do because we're not teaching them the right things to do. Um, you know, we got to get back to basics and start teaching these kids the right things so they won't be dabbling in this kind of bullshit. Because, man, I mean, it's just too much. You know, we we're dropping the ball. We're not picking the ball up and running with it. Um, mm-hmm. We got to make sure we do our due diligence and do do what what's right for these kids. And uh, that w- therefore they won't be, you know, dabbling in stuff like this. Um, right. We got to take. We have to take the initiative to do the right thing. And by doing the right thing, we need to, you know, teach our kids things and you know keep them away from stuff like this. And you know that's why it's important. So if we we take the time and do our job, then they won't have time to be summoning demons. I agree. I agree. Well, let's just say I've I've been caught in the room with a Ouija board before. Very, very uncomfortable experience. Very uncomfortable. And um, I'll just say two two weird things happened, and I blogged about it on the Thank You Me blog. If you just search Thank You and um, Ouija board, I'm sure it'll come, the story will come up. But essentially, uh, the people who were navigating the Ouija board answered a question that I knew no one else should know about my roommate. Uh, so that was odd. And then there was this big crack of lightning in the middle of a sunny day that scared us all to death, too. 
But uh, I don't know. I have to post a link to that story in the, the T2Q group on Facebook. Going to take one last 60-second break, and I welcome on Will Roberts. Um, he has something he does called the Daily Scream, which are like news blurbs that he does, and um, it airs on different radio stations across the country. And he is joining the Talk to Q radio show. So we're going to take a 60-second break from the Daily Scream, and then we'll get into one last topic and the final thoughts. I'm Will Robertson. This is the Daily Scream. Ah, here we go. Well, it looks like five companies were caught and fined for committing this crime that's sweeping the nation called banking. And, of course, all the companies are banks. Their crime? Manipulating foreign currency for their own profit. Their punishment? They got their hands slapped, which is about as severe as it was. I think it's only fair that us citizens get the same deal as the banks get. If we're caught swindling money from folks, we shouldn't get prison time. Nope, just fined. And just like they do, we pay the fines with other money that we've swindled from other folks. If you hired a company to clean your home and you found out that they were stealing from you, wouldn't you fire them? So why is it that these banks are allowed to keep in business? And who's foolish enough to trust them anyway? And if you think these fines won't trickle down to their customers, you're right. It'll be a waterfall. I don't know if it's a proven fact, but I can tell you, if you find me, I might do it again. But if you throw me in jail for 20 years, I won't have the chance. Get my cartoons at willsays.com, and you can take that to the bank. All right. My appreciation to Will Roberts, willsays.com. And I agree with you. If you throw them in the bank, you don't have to throw them in the, um, jail, and you don't have to worry about them doing it again. So I look forward to those 60-second clips uh, going forward on the show. Um, on tomorrow's show, brought to you by Truth Devour's book, Wanting, available on Amazon, are you tired of scraping up enough money to get the luxurious weave that you want? Are you tired of only buying half bundles of bad quality of hair? Because it's all you can afford. Are you tired of waiting to get that must-have look? Then wait no more. Get luxurious hair now and apply and get approved on credit at the Weave Loan Store. That's right. There's a store that lets you get a hair loan. We'll discuss that along with the National Spelling Bee and Free Bleeding on T2Q Wednesday, June the 3rd at 10 p.m. Eastern. All right, let's go to our final thoughts. And um, you can touch on the black-on-black crime. You can touch on Charlie Charlie. But I have to discuss Caitlyn Jenner. Vanity Fair released their cover, and uh, Bruce Jenner is now Caitlyn Jenner. Okay, now in the words of uh, the barber that Arsenio Hall played on Coming to America, his mama named him Bruce, I'm going to call him Bruce. But Caitlyn is the name that he chose. Now, of course, there's not a 65-year-old person in the world named Caitlyn. I mean, when I hear the name Caitlyn, I think of somebody like a Britney Spears groupie or something. But uh, he feel like I should have gone with a name like Rose or Emma or something older. But anyway, Bruce has made his transition, and it broke the Internet. Um, it just completely overwhelmed the announcement of uh, Kim Kardashian being pregnant with her second child that um, I'm assuming is going to be named South. And um, he got 1 million followers in four hours, which is a record. It beat out President Obama the quickest to 1 million followers, just four hours. So you can comment on Caitlyn if you want, if you care. Does he deserve the Arthur Ashe Courage Award? Anything you want to add to that, black on black crime and Charlie Charlie. 
And I will start with you, Amy. Uh, great show, Nat. I'm glad to be back on. Sorry, I've, I've been in a little bit of an absence, but just kind of dealing with some some personal things. Um, you know, those people that highlight black-on-black crime and they highlight when a crime has committed been committed by a white person um, on, you know, to a black person that um, when when they highlight those things, um, it comes from a racist place. Mm-hmm. But I'm also the type of person that um, I try to help people with my personal stories. And so I'm going to, you know, share with you what I know and what I've dealt with and what I've experienced, what I've seen my friends experience and go through. And those kind of media people like that, uh, I'm one of those people they probably don't like because I'm going to highlight um, my uh, things um, like police brutality um, uh, against, you know, my white friends. I'm going to highlight um, uh, white-on-white murder and white gangs, and, you know, I'm going to highlight that stuff to show that there is a problem, whether they want to, whether the media just wants to acknowledge the black-on-black crime. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you, hey, it's going on in the white community too, and it, um, you know, that's just how that's just how I am. Um, you know, I don't think that we should be singled out. You know, um, as as a race or a group, that we uh, should be singled out because there's there's problems everywhere and I just don't think that that's fair to okay. um to to highlight you know one certain group um of individuals who um you know are experiencing problems it's not that I'm trying to it's because no one's problems is worse than it's it's worse than the other in the sense that I feel like my problems are worse than yours or your problems are worse right. than mine. It's the same as, you know, you're right, but I'm also right. But everybody's so hell-bent on that alpha dog crap of being right and being wrong, and um, that's kind of what, you know, this whole Caitlyn Jenner thing has brought up. It's, it's now, um, you know, now it's the... The white the, now it's the the race war and now it's the Christian and LGBT um, war. But if we, you know if we could just learn to be more tolerant of each other, whether we're the same sex or the same race or the same gender or um, the, have the same beliefs, we're just gonna have to learn to be to be more tolerant of each other and accept that we're both right. Okay. Instead of Uh, one person having to be right and one person has to be wrong. Right. Thank you for that, Amy, and welcome back. Appreciate you rejoining the show. Glad everything is getting better. And let me go to Dr. Willis. 
Um, when it comes to uh, black on black and white on white and all that, I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I want to respectfully disagree with Amy because, yeah, I know uh, she may feel like her community is singled out too, but it, it don't even hold a candle to uh, the things that we're, you know, that we're getting publicized about us on a daily basis. So, you know, I understand where you're coming from. I'm not, I'm not trying to minimize what you feel. But, I mean, the proof is important. And I'm telling you right now, you turn on TV right now, and you're going to see something about us on there, and it's probably not going to be positive at all. So um, if you want to talk about being singled out, yeah, we can talk to you about that. But, um, and, and like I said, that's, that's, I'm saying that with, with respect. So, you know, take it out, you know, how, how you guys may, but that's, that's my feeling on that. Yeah. The Charlie Charlie thing, um, if you're a spiritual person or if you believe in any type of deity, whether it's God or, you know, Jesus or whatever, and you've got to also believe that there's a devil and some demons and things out there also. Um, you know, it, that stuff probably exists. So that's that. As far as Caitlyn Jenner or Bruce Jenner, whatever the hell you want to be nowadays, um, you know, uh, on one side, one, one side of that coin, you know, there are people out there who struggle with um, an identity crisis, all right? And we've been uh, throwing it to the side. We've been brushing it off and laughing about it. But that's a serious uh, epidemic that a lot of people struggle with. Uh, so eventually we're probably going to have to start paying attention to it and uh, addressing it, I guess, in a more positive way or, or at least have some kind of serious dialogue about it because it's one thing for us as straight people to be like, you know, uh, you know, that's stupid, that's silly or whatever. But if you're not that person and you don't understand what they're going through, you know, it's kind of hard to, you know, um, to you know, belittle, belittle somebody if you don't know the situation. So I'm not going to criticize him or her or whatever he want to be. Uh, that's, that's that person's choice. Uh, I don't agree with it personally, but I think it's a serious problem that, uh, you know, that we need to start taking serious and address. And uh, that's my two cents tonight. Uh, great, have a great time with you guys. And uh, as always, I love y'all's perspective, and I'll talk to y'all when the show comes back around. Thank you, Dr. Willis. Appreciate you taking time for your from your practice to join us. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Ray? Yeah, um, black on black crime. I mean, um, it speaks for itself. I mean, it's a, it's a serious thing that's affecting the community anywhere that they are. Majority of black people. You know, no matter what city you're in, Detroit, Chicago, Jackson, Newark, Trenton, you know, all different reasons. You know, yeah. black folks talk different, but we all act the same pretty much. <laughs> but the thing is, is yeah, no matter where you're from, black folks going to act the same way, and you talk different. So what, what I'm saying is, is the problem that we have is, we had black folks just like we on here now. Majority of us are positive brothers just on this call right now and sisters as well. But at the same time, we want to put that in because we're looking at the skin color and lumping us in with these fools on the street. Just because yeah. you got the skin color, you can't put that in with other black people that educated, went to school, taking care of their families and just married and everything else. That has nothing to do with us. They are the enemy just like they're an enemy when they step outside of the community. And that's what we're not addressing. 
And because we see the black skin, now we want to stand up for the, oh, the cops shouldn't have done this or they shouldn't have done that. Where somebody got to get these fools off the street. You know, all this killing for 20 and $40. For what? You know, and we we okay with that. Because, okay, they got their skin color. And I just disagree with that. I think that, you know, in order to get this thing addressed, everybody has to take responsibility for themselves, take responsibility for their community, take responsibility for their family. Because your kids out there acting a fool, your cousins out there acting a fool, and nieces and nephews out there acting a fool, you are a part of the problem. And, you know, I understand it's hard to get a relationship with the police and act with the police to get things straight in the community. But once again, and I say it because I say what I want to say, when you have black cops, you're going to have more corruption than you are with anything else. I'm not seeing any corruption with any of them. But having black cops is going to be corruption. But um, as far as the black-on-black crime goes, it's so much work to do that we can't fix it in the next 20 years, no matter what we do. But the call, the Bruce Jenner thing, I mean, it's just crazy. I mean, I never thought I'd see America turn on its ass the way it is right now. You know, if you're gay, you're celebrated. If you're doing something crazy, you celebrate it. And if you say anything against that, everybody wants backlash in America. You say what you want to say. You know, hey, I don't have no hatred toward nobody. Live your life the way you want to live it. But at the same time, I mean, it's just $50 million or not. If that was my father, I couldn't move past that shit. You know, just it is what it is. You know, and whether you get disinherited or not, you know, somebody stand up and tell the truth, million hits and it's a million followers in four minutes for this. I mean, it's kind of a joke, but then it's not a joke. You That's know, the real deal. You know, oh, it, it, this is great. This is great. Great. Why? Men wearing dress? That ain't, ain't nothing. Ain't nothing cool about that. You know, ain't nothing cool about that. Live your life any way you want, don't get me wrong. I'm not discriminating against anybody. But to put it all on TV and make a big deal out of it and he calling himself this and calling himself that, man, listen, I just don't understand it. it, it I don't know. It, it ain't nothing to be celebrated. 20 years ago, they were the last in this country. You know, so, hey, mm-hmm. live your life the way you want to live. I ain't hating on nobody, but... I just disagree with it. Okay. All right, man. I appreciate those final thoughts. Move on to the Buckster. Buck, what's up, man? Hey, it was a great show tonight. Um, when I talk about this black on black crime, it was actually inspired by a friend of mine, Jonathan. He was he brought it up. The actual numbers on the black on black crime is ninety three percent, which that's pretty high. Okay. So yeah, it's ninety three percent. So, with that being said, we need to look at ourselves in the mirror as parents, as educators, as leaders to get this get this corrected. There's no excuse 
for this for that big of a number. <clears throat> we're dropping the ball because we're not doing the right things. We're not teaching our kids the proper way. We're letting other entities teach our kids. You know, it starts at home first. We lay a good foundation. We're going to have a solid building. So in order for us to have a good foundation, we need to get back to the basic principles of raising 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 our youth. And it ain't just the black community. It's the white community, too. We're dropping the ball all the way around. The, all the way around. We're letting TVs and video games and, you know, bad elements teach our kids because we don't want to take the time to do our damn jobs. You know, the whole everything that we talked about tonight basically goes back to how we do things from a homestead. You know, we got broken families and things like that. We often let life teach our children. We can't do that. We have to stay involved with the kids. Just because you're divorced with your other other parent, that doesn't mean that y'all can't work together to make sure the kids are raised properly. You got we have there has to be some kind of cohesiveness even even do a divorce like state or even if you know, or whatever the case may be, to make sure these kids are raised properly. We cannot drop the ball. We have to be parents first. We can't be best friends to these to these kids. Once you become best friends, kids run over you. You give them rope, they want to be cowboys and cowgirls. Everything we talked about goes back to that. You know, if we have good values, you know, whatever you you know, whatever your whatever your beliefs may be, whether you know, you believe in God or what have you, we need to all pick up the ball and start running with it and doing what we need to do to make sure the kids run right. If they if they're raised right, then everything else will start falling into place. But we gotta make sure we're good role models as well. We can't just say we raise the kids right. We got to lead by example. And we're not leading by example, some of us. I know all of us on this call are leading by example because we do, I think we all do a pretty good job in raising our, our children and doing the right things, regardless of the circumstances. But I'm talking about the out there. Breaking our bombs. They may need that extra boost and say, hey, you know, this is time. This is why we're talking about these issues, to make sure that, you know, the listening audience understands what needs to be done to make these changes. We start doing it this way. We start making the changes at home. I think we'll start seeing a, a better change, you know, out in, out in the communities and out and out in our country. Okay. Thank as you, far sir. As, uh, Bruce, as far as Bruce Jenner or Caitlyn Jenner or Brianna Jenner or whatever you want to call this 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 person, man, I didn't think I'd ever see a day when a dude would actually do this and go you know go public with it and get such a you know, standing ovation and all this kind of stuff and Twitter followers and all this kind of stuff. I don't know what to say about it. It's really kind of odd and bizarre. Maybe maybe you're sick in the mind or what have you. I mean, in any event, you've brought it to light to where, you know, something needs, you know, it needs to be discussed. Um, I don't know what else to say about it other than it's very strange, it's very weird that we live in a society today that, you know, that's glorified. But everybody got their own. Everybody make their own choices. So that was the choice he made at 65 years old, and man, it's it's a real choice. But hey, that's that's on him. So other than that, everybody have a great night. All right, thank you, sir. And Eminem. Oh man, uh, great show. Uh, of course, these are some uh, very good topics. Uh, I address the black on black first. Um, 
you know, great comments by everybody. You know, um, uh, like always, a multiple range of perspective, but uh, just my opinion on some solutions uh, long term. I think it has to be some serious, serious attempts to try to curtail, you know, uh, teen pregnancy. <laughs> That's the root of most of this shit. Um, um, and then short term, um, think that people need to seriously take a look at the benefits of structured activities for children uh, because a lot of kids, uh, kind of like the stuff Buck's saying, for the kids that, that don't have that kind of stuff, when they're involved in a structured activity, they'll learn, you know, um, not to cuss and shit like that. I mean, not, of course, that's not as good as coming from your parents, but it's an improvement from where they would be. And uh, I, I think a lot of the problem is that when people are faced with certain things, they don't they don't seek help. And what I mean by that, they don't take advantage of the options that are there, you know, in damn near every hood and everything. It's like they they just say, hey, all they think about is just they own self, going to the club and shit like that. They don't give a shit about their kid involved in some kind of activity or not. And so, therefore, that 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 village mechanism that would help you uh, teach your kids in ways that you probably never were taught and probably can't because you're too fucking young anyway. You you don't know. You know, it's not an excuse, but it's a fact. And I, I just think that, you know, long-term, focus on the, on the, on the, on the, on the, curtailing some of the teen pregnancies and short-term focus on getting the kids involved in some type of structured activity to try to uh, create a, uh, a village concept to help a little bit. Because when you hate yourself, when you hate yourself, you're going to hate somebody else, you know. So yeah. when a motherfucker out here just killing, that means you don't you don't give a damn about living because that means either you're going to get retaliated on or you're going to go to jail. So to be 17 and 18 and already gave up on life, man, that's sickening. You know, but if you're involved in something, at least you may have something to look forward to, you know, whatever that may be. So um, the Bruce Jenner thing, I, I don't even know where to start, but I will say this. Uh, a lot of people try to blog about shit and don't want to be anonymous. I'm not anonymous. Motherfucker, my name is Eminem, the pimp. And let me tell you something. <laughs> if this. If this dude got the Arthur Ashe Award for Courage, you know, I'd be a monkey's uncle. You know, I, I, I tell you what, a motherfucker don't call me no monkey either. But um, <laughs> it's like, now it's one thing for this dude to be whatever he's supposed to be becoming and all this shit. But the Arthur Ashe Award for Courage? I mean, now, I know, you know, Bobby's on the call. I mean, just, what, seven days ago was Memorial Day. All these people done gave their life for the country or for freedom, all these civil rights pioneers out here, all these people who've been cancer survivors and all this shit, this motherfucker get the Arthur Ashe Award for courage? Man, that, man. I, I, see, look, I don't like phony shit. You see what I'm saying? I don't like phony shit where people try to hurry up and give somebody something just to say, okay, well, they can't say we got a problem with this. I mean, I, I don't like it. I think it's disgusting. Now, whatever the fuck Bruce Jenner do, that's him. But I think it's appalling because uh, I'm, I won't even use nobody black. I use somebody white. John Edwards had a love child and shit while his wife was sick, and they threw this man all under the mud. So if a, if a 
if a guy out there, if a straight man was out there 65 and say, look, I sacrificed all my life being a dad and a family man, but deep down inside I'm a gigolo, you know, I'm I'm a Mac, I'm a I'm a player, you know, so I'm coming out, man, fuck this family shit, I'm finna fuck all these young hoes I can find and pop all the Viagra I can find. It will be it will be a uh, uh, protest of a million people. All these damn people be out here talking about this is a shame and all this shit. So for this son of a bitch to sit up here and raise girls and and kids and and be a great stepdad or whatever to the Kardashians and all this shit, and then you be so damn selfish that when your nuts done damn near fell off, now you want to become a woman and you getting awarded for that? Man, this country going to hell. (laughs) (laughs) Then they want to crucify me for 1313? Man, they better kiss my black ass. (laughs) Okay, I appreciate that, Eminem. And uh, I'll let the birthday girl shut it down. The and birthday girl. Wait, 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 hold up for a second, Chris. I got. All right, go ahead, shut it down. Chris. All right, that set you up. Go ahead. <laughs> well, um, well, I think we've said it all with the black on black crime, um, and but you know, I'm I'm actually surprised that um, Bruce Jenner, aka now Caitlyn Jenner is getting the Arthur Ashe Award. I didn't realize that. I mean, he's going to, or she, will be standing next to people like Muhammad Ali. (laughs) I mean, uh, Billie Jean King. I mean, all these, you know, people who have, you know, I mean, I don't see the connection. I mean, I, I mean, I know that, you know, a lot of people have gone through many different things and they were very courageous for a lot of the things that they did. I mean, you know, I can even talk about Billie Jean King uh, because of the things that she had gone through being a woman, um, uh, you know, being homosexual, being gay uh, or a lesbian. And, and, you know, it's, I mean, that's, to me, that's completely different um, than his choice to be become Caitlyn. Um I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I I just don't. I don't see. I, I understand that the Arthur Ashe Courage Award is, is primarily for people who are um, in sports and have done courageous things. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I, I'm on the fence with that. I don't understand why. I, I mean, I understand where they're coming from uh, regarding the courage that that um, he had made. He's gone through his whole life and and, and um, have had done this, but I know. But there's so many other people who have done the same thing. This is not the first person who has had a sex change, um, and you know who, who have suffered through you know their life and decided to do it. Whatever age, I mean, um, there was a movie about a guy who was about his. Well, he was a little younger. He's maybe in his fifties. Uh, when he finally did it, he'd raised his children, had a wife. Um, um, it was an actual, based on a real story. But 
And so he had a sex change and everything. Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't see it as the same thing as what some of the other people have gone through um, in their fight for courage uh, in, in, the, in the sports arena or whatever. But anyway, um, so I find that interesting. I just heard about that that they just when you said it, Q, that he had gotten this award. So I just looked it up. But yeah. anyway, uh, we'll be getting it anyway. Um, so, <laughs> but um, as far as Caitlin, one of the things that um, shocked me, because people were making comparisons for what um, he now looks like to other, you know, stars, celebrities. Um, yeah, Marissa Hargitay. And, uh, and you know what's funny? <laughs> what's funny is that he looks better than all of them. <laughs> He does. I mean, half of the women that they put him up against, I mean, being like, so now he's a 65-year-old woman. He looks better than a lot of 65-year-old women, so it's kind of funny to me. Um, That was the first thing I thought of. So, Mm -hmm. you know, he does. Freaking scary. A six-foot-two-ass, 65-year-old woman, uh, dude changed to a chick. That's fucking scary. There's a lot of women who um who are just very masculine looking you know they they are truly this is true bone. you know they're you know when they say big sure. bone they, they try to say it's like for fat women but it's, that's not uh, right what big bone is. Hey, don't, don't, don't talk about george bush mama like that uh, <laughs> oh, Lord. um you know yeah. women who are broad broad <laughs> shoulders and um you know whatever yeah so, lumberjack and they and they look like they could have been once a guy or whatever, but they're not. Right. They were they're true women who were just you know they just look like that. So anyway, um, yeah, uh, that's that's what I thought was funny. But uh, you know, hey, more power to him. I think. Um, and his reality show is coming out in July, showing his transition. Yes. Hey. You know, hey, and, you that's, and Chris. that's wonderful, actually. Uh, if, if anybody should have gotten that that. Out there is Courage Award. I don't know if y'all saw this, but it should have been that 92-year-old woman that just ran a marathon. And I only yeah. see 92. She's a two-time cancer survivor. So, yeah, you know, that's, that's, that's a legit author ass. Well, that's, that's deserving an author yeah. ass name, not this that's, that's a big achievement. Yeah. My vote would have been for um, for Leah Sari, uh, the football player from the Bengals' daughter, Devin Steele. Uh, yeah, oh no! Yeah, she, yeah. Had, yeah. she had stage four cancer, and I mean, which I mean, I mean, maybe a joint award because this guy quit football to be with right. his daughter. You know, even though he right, had right, back right. back surgery, oh, yeah. he slept yeah. in his daughter's bed for three weeks despite right. his own back surgery. He shaved his yeah. head and said he wouldn't grow it yeah. back. Yeah. And um, and you know what? So, and that's worthy of what Arthur Ashe stood for. What you just said, some classy right. type right. stuff. You know, not and no thankfully bullshit. she's um as of as of March she's supposed to be cancer free. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that. And, and uh, that's wonderful you know because Steele? yeah, stage four you're almost yeah you know a death yeah, sentence. Stage four is ridiculous. Did you know Devin Steele was related to Art Steele? They used to play with the Kansas City Chiefs. No, I, I, I didn't know that. I, no, I, I, know I did that. not know that. Guess who else? <laughs> oh, of course, not. Crystal. I'm surprised you didn't know it, Crystal. And, I did not uh, know that. He also has another uh, famous cousin. I know Buck is familiar with his um, cousin is Levon Kirkland. So he has two famous cousins. Wow. So oh. um, he, 
He has good genes in that family. But uh, I'm glad his daughter's doing well, man. I like what the NFL did for him, too. With, uh, you know, Sean Payton bought 100 of his jerseys and um, gave them out to the Boys and Girls Club in Cincinnati. And Robert Kraft donated $25,000 to the Cincinnati Hospital. And the, the Patriots cheerleader wore his daughter's jer- wore his jersey. And a lot of folks got hey, on board, man. To me, that's hey, the biggest Don't forget story. Marvin Lewis for letting him get on back on the practice squad. Just yeah. to be... Just you give know, him a check yeah. so he can have benefits. Right. Yeah, they let him back I on the team just that. so he can have benefits. But I think they said it came back, though, y'all, the other day about two days ago, I think. Yeah, I think really? I heard that too, Ray. Yeah. Oh, man. I, yeah, I think I, I heard that too. I hate to hear that, man. I hate to hear that, but hopefully it's something they can stay on top of it, man, because she seems like she's a sweet little girl from all the videos. But uh, I'm sorry, hey, Chris, you want to add anything else left, Crystal? Okay, girl. No, no, I, I was just saying, you know, um, uh, yeah, I, like I said, I was looking at that author Ash, and I, I'm really on the fence about that. And maybe it's just a bias to to what he's going, you know, of what it is. So maybe I'm, yeah. you know, feeding off of that bias. So and maybe I shouldn't be. So that's something you know. Um, I mean, I look but, at it like I look at it like this. All right, to come out and do something so extreme does take. Some some courage, okay. I'm not going to deny that from for Bruce. You get the broke off like that, and don't. But but that's what I was going to say. But the reason why I just can't call it just courageous enough for an award is because you're talking about someone who is already rich and famous. All right, if you're already rich and famous, you don't suffer the same ramifications that someone just every day on the street does. So. If, you know, just like when we look at Dennis Rodman, all of us think Dennis Rodman is weird, but he walks around, does what he wants because he's famous. So it's just Dennis being Dennis. But if Dennis was Dennis Smith from the 7-Eleven down the street, folks would call the cops every time he walked walked in the neighborhood. And yeah, see, he probably got so, shot. <laughs> right. So if, if, if Bruce Jenner was just some Joe Smo um, and came out and did this, then it would be a lot more courageous to me. Because, one, if everyone, you know, shuns you, you can't take your money and run to Europe and just start a new life, um, you know, if you're Bruce Smith from the Seven Eleven down the street making 22000 a year. This guy has the ability to retreat if things go wrong, but because he's already famous, he has that built-in support system, you see. Well, I have and, to, um, Q, I have to disagree with that, Um you know, I, I don't have, uh, you know, I'm not rich as I should be <laughs> myself. Uh, right. My personality should be. But um, I really don't think that one has anything to do with the other because I think that people, whether you have money or you don't, you still go through a lot of struggles and you still have pain. And um, I think, though, for Bruce, I think that the fact that he's famous and um, people know who he is and the fact that he was an Olympian, you know, just like, you know, an amazing athlete, the fact that he uh, came out with this and decided to do it, I think it will allow others to say to themselves, those who, um, you know, feel I'm not in the right body or whatever, maybe they'll feel like they could do this and maybe – it would maybe even give more people an incentive to give to whatever cause, you know, because those those operations are very expensive. Not everybody can do something like that. A lot of people just have to 
live that way or whatever. Um, so, you know, maybe, you know, people will start giving to it and start looking at it more and, and learn more about it. So I am very happy that he is coming out and he's doing it and that is bringing so much attention to it um, because of that, you know. And I think he did go through a lot in his life and that he felt, you know, um, very tortured and and everything. And I don't think the money really had anything to do with it. But as far as as him getting the Author Ash Award, yeah, maybe the fact that he's famous is why they said, okay, let's go give give him awards. Yeah, just like you said, so everybody can see we're so great. I mean, but... And I'm not saying that he didn't go through anything, but I think it would have been tenfold had he been broke. I I just think it would have been a lot worse because you have nowhere to run when you're broke. You don't have the built-in support system. So like Michael Sam, when he came out, there was no way Michael Sam was going to to fail when he came out because it was, first of all, timing and after uh, what you call it in the NBA come out, Jason Collins. Yeah, but didn't he fail? Also because of the platform, he didn't. No, he he didn't fail because even though he didn't play in the I NFL, he's still a team or whatever. Yeah, he's he still rich. Uh, Rams selling jersey that season. Yeah, I he's think. still he's still rich. You see, oh, so yeah, even though, team. so there was really even though it was definitely something wow. difficult to do, and I wow. give him more credit than I did Bruce Jenner because he was actively in the game as opposed to Bruce has been retired for like wow. forty years. But well, I, I yeah. think that Michael Sam. Um, I don't think that he had, aside from not being able to play football, he was going to make his money because all he needed was that platform. And everyday people don't have that platform, and I think that's what makes it a little more difficult. If anything, if you ask me who I would consider more courageous than Bruce, his kids. His kids have been beside him 100%, and I know they have to deal with a lot more just as much as what Bruce does. In some circles. Yeah. Oh, sure. But, but yeah. who's gonna, who yeah. gonna pay for the loss? That's what I want to know. Who's gonna pay for the loss? All that's all that's about the brand anyway. They don't agree with this shit that's going on. But what can you say? Right. They will tear right. you down. You say something about it. But I just want right. to know. And Bruce Jenner put them paws on one of them females, but they gonna treat them <laughs> like the two dudes for the next round, so they gonna treat them like a woman. Now, that's a serious question. He's putting balls on a woman out here. He's going to get treated like a dude. I think he's going to get treated like a dude. That's a great point. I got another point for y'all. You know, what's going to happen when all these inspired Bruce to Caitlin's come out and mislead a dude in some kind of club, and they say, nah, man, shit, man, that, that's a that's a nigga. That, what? Like, like, hold on. Like, this a dude? Yeah, man, look at this, look at this damn – Picture from like six years ago. Somebody gonna have some well whooped ass, or even worse. So right. Bruce Jenner Bruce probably some still losses. throw them hands at sixty-five. Well, yeah, but I mean, but shit, man. When you talk about gender change, now that's like, see, well, that's see, like. Let me ask this. Let me ask this, and I know it broaches a, a pretty much on another topic, kind of. Well, not another topic, but the same topic. Does all right? I watched the interview. And the interview shed a lot of light on um, transgender and what it is. Transgender and and gay are completely different, all right? Mm -hmm. You can identify as a woman and still be attracted to women, all right? That's what Bruce is. So, I mean, you're a lesbian. Essentially, yeah. So, Bruce is 
still attracted to women. He still enjoys having sex with women. He says that he's not interested in men. All right, that's what he said in the interview. So his transgender status has nothing to do with gay. And I wondered if this would, and I go back to the birthday girl, I wonder if this would, do you think in any type of way, even though the LGBT is one community, I look, I still look at gay mm-hmm. and transgender as things that are different. Will this kind yeah. of slow the momentum down of the gay community and give transgenders a boost? I mean, could could the boost of transgenders now that Bruce is out and he's blowing up quicker than the mob? I mean, is that kind of going to put gay in the shadow because he's not gay? <laughs> No, I don't think it's going to put them in the shadow, per se. You know, it's just like when Chaz Bono uh, went from, you know, female to male. Um, I think she was always lesbian, and she still has a female as her mate. So even though now but she's she a guy. But she has a penis, though, right? Well, yeah, what you could call but, a penis. But you know what? <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm a disagree. I'm a disagree, Q. It's no way to be transgender and not be gay because no, it has nothing to do with each other. It's nothing. All right, well, it's okay, well, peep this out though. Same it, it, right, but hold on, though, hold on, though. Even though Bruce or Caitlyn or whatever got their genitalia, if your face and your attire look like a woman, how are you going to be attracted? I mean, what other than a lesbian? Who who are you attracting? That's uh, what I'm essentially, to that like, that is. That is like the, the mindset I come up with, that he essentially is the definition of a lesbian in a male's body. Yeah, and so a, if a man approach you thinking you're a woman, you say, nah, man, I want, I want some, I'm, I'm in here trying to hit these holes too. Say, well, damn, man, why you got a dress on? What kind of shit is this? So I'm just saying, That means like, I'm lesbian. Women kill women quicker. Women kill women quicker. That's what I'm saying. It's it's like, that, that's why I never understood how transgender I mean, even had a category. But the one thing that he said that really resonated with me in the interview is that he said sexual orientation is who you sleep with and gender identification is who you go to bed as. Exactly. So that's the difference. Exactly. And I thought that was a very profound statement. It actually kind of helped me understand the mindset. Now, me too. Uh, I don't know. But if your I, husband looked like a woman, you are a lesbian. But let me. But, but, but yeah, all person, that is if, is an educated statement on some bullshit. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> let me show this. But think about it. If I said that, and if I truly believe this in my heart, that I identified as a white person, and I feel that applications saying I'm white <laughs> at jobs and stuff like that, I honestly think like I honestly think that you know they wouldn't say, well, he has racial. Um, identification. I honestly think they would put me in a in a mental hospital. I I really no, wouldn't. they wouldn't. Look, no, look, they wouldn't. Look, I, I, you don't I think they would? Hey, I no, y'all sure they wouldn't because there's plenty of black people around who are hey. just that way, and pretty plenty hey. of other races is who are like thing, that who want to be white, hey. who are hey. like hey. that as white. Hey, I want y'all opinion. I I, I already know what what, what Cuz answer is. Me and him exactly like on this one right here all day. But okay, flip the strip. Say if it's a it's a chick done turned to a dude, but she say that she transgender, she not a lesbian. I'm saying what dude gonna be holding hands with somebody that look like a dude? Say nah, man, I'm hitting this every night. They looking at you like, but that's a dude. Nah, she just go to bed as a woman, a man. Usually those relationships end. I don't. Know. Those relationships they already, already got it. 
See, that's what I'm saying. That's all that shit is all fucked up. They already got a, a story out on on Farragray.com saying that Dennis Rodman had said something about some interest in Caitlyn. So I, I don't know where what to make of any of this. <laughs> Hey, he's yeah, getting low. He's 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 getting it was the Billboard Awards or something, you know, with the sequence and shit. I'm just saying, like, it's it's amazing how everybody's so supposed to be so progressive when it comes to that shit, but then when it's something that's, that's something that's macho, where a man can enjoy the beauty of a woman, it's all derogatory. That's not allowed, Eminem. Yeah. That's not allowed. Fuck- that's no longer allowed. Chauvinism man. is starting to die, man. Ain't that unfortunate? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't that unfortunate? Yeah, Man, I've I been, I never own a business. I'm like, the attire gonna be, you know how them old 50s uh, diner chicks is with the yeah. miniskirts just a little bit past that? Nah, you got the hell. You can't wear that, then your ass can't work here. Some women are not wearing it. Bottom line, this is the direct, this is the direct, direct result of too many damn drugs and, and too much alcohol, and this man is going crazy. <laughs> talking about, you know, slip too much cocaine, talking about he a, he a woman trapped in a man's body. This some bullshit. I mean, oh, the way I look at it, man, like I, and it's like y'all have alluded to, no one really cares what he does. I mean, we're all outraged at the attention that he's getting. Uh, we do realize that his show is going to make a killing, um, at least yes, for is. the first couple of episodes in, in July. Cha-ching, so. motherfucker. So he's going to get paid. He's definitely going to get paid. But, I mean, I think all of us are in agreement that we're surprised that the, I mean, the Arthur Ashe Courage Award. I mean, oh, yeah. That's, don't get me wrong. Yeah, there, is, there, is that, some trans, there is some transgender person who has struggled with being accepted somewhere in this part of the country who's looking at Bruce as a hero. So I get that. He is a hero to a lot of people out there who yeah. are going through the, who are you going got more the same than Obama? Damn. I mean, but by the same token, I just, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm looking at this from people are going to say that I'm biased and everything. And, I mean, I, I just look at it. There's just so many other ways I, I would have gone with the Arthur Ashe Courage Award. Okay, there's so many different ways I would have gone with it. Hey, but, you y'all know. heard of the book, The Purpose Driven Life? Hey, Crystal, I might have some, I have to have some help writing it because you know I don't feel like writing all the time. But uh, I'm like, man, <laughs> just for the sake of keeping it real for the few straight men is left, I'm like with the dick driven life. Oh my gosh, <laughs> the dick driven life. <laughs> well, hey, it'll sell. That's for sure. Just that title alone. Uh, yeah, that probably would get some attention, Eminem. So, <laughs> I wonder if Katie Kerr is going to interview me. Oh, man. Does Katie Kerr got a job? Uh, I, I think she interviewed Bruce Emma. Okay. No, that was uh, Diane Sawyer. She did a great Diane job, Sawyer, too. Okay. She did a yeah. great job because, I mean, Diane, if you saw the interview, 
Donnie Sawyer's like, look, I don't understand this either. You need to let me know what's going uh, on. I, I mean, it's hard for me. It's hard for me to watch shit like that, man. Hey, I, if it, I, if, it, if it's sports, documentaries, or porn. <laughs> hey. hey, but 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 fellas, if, it, if 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 you were a Kardashian and you were already rich, and this were your father doing this, would you speak up and tell it like it is, or would you try to keep on making more money? I tell it like it is, keep nah. the fifteen or twenty million nah, in nah. my pocket. Now, in most in most cases. I would kind of follow the money, but in this case, I would have to. I would have to take my losses. I like, I could. I could not swallow my dad as a man all of my life who done raised me basically flipping over like that. Oh hell no! Nah. I, well, I mean, actually, I was, his daughter, one of his daughters, Kylie, the younger one, she was not um, so pleased in the beginning at all. She was very hurt. And she said it was like her dad was dying. She she had a um, a very hard time with it, um, and she expressed uh, that. Yeah, so, so they put some zeros in her bank account, and she shut up about it. It's not, you know, I don't, no. She, they were very honest about how they felt. I mean, even Chris was very honest about what she was yeah, feeling. Yeah, she was very happy gonna, about it. That's going to stop. That's not going to stop them going against him or saying whatever they feel. It's not going to stop the money coming in. I mean, people are going to look but anyway. That, but that is so, so dude, selfish. The stuff that expressing is what people would consider understandable feelings and confusion. If you come out and you say, listen, I don't understand what you're doing. This is bullshit. I don't want you in my house. I don't want to talk to you no more. You just <laughs> right, right. me. You did all this and did all well, maybe that. Maybe she doesn't they feel that shut way. the Kardashians down. No, no, I won't. I mean, that's not, it's not going to shut them down at all, I don't think. And the thing yeah, about yeah. it, it's not even the Kardashians. You remember he has, those are his daughters, the Jenners. I mean, yeah. they're, they're Chris, there's Chris's you know, daughters. They're doing Kardashian shit. Dating rappers, dating black jokes, I mean. <laughs> well, I, I, you probably don't watch the show, but they're they're a little different, actually. They are. They're a little different. You can tell the difference between them and his boys. You, yeah, and, I, I think I can, and the two too. Girls. They are different. Yeah. But anyway, I think that I, I can only speak for myself. If I love someone, okay, and they're going through this, I don't want – I would would not want them to die, you know what I'm saying? I would not want them to kill themselves or hurt themselves because they couldn't be what they are. No matter what that is, I would support them because I love them. I might not agree with their choices, but if they're happy and they're healthy, that's all that matters to me. And I would, I would just do something I would have to deal I look, with. I, I mean, I, I'm, I couldn't shut them out of my life. I wouldn't do but it. Yeah, I would but have to I, get I, but, but, but take this, take this angle, though. Take this angle, though, as, as a parent, though. Like, you know, you're a parent, I'm a parent, and a few more book parents. It, it, it's just like everybody else got, you know, God kids. My thing is, you know, once you know that you're responsible for another person, automatically a lot of stuff we can't do no more for the sake of the the child and their mental health. So what I'm saying is nobody, like, you know, they got a big voice out there is calling out, Caitlin, for what it is, this is some selfish shit. You're not taking nobody in consideration but yourself. And like I'm saying, when when dudes in the hood, you know, 
walk off from their families and shit like that. Yeah, it is a disgrace. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just saying, how are you? How is society applauding this son of a bitch? That's what I'm saying. This, this is some selfish shit. You know, but he you know what I guess playing They're with grown. His, and the, in the interview, all that's why he said, "Yeah, that's why he said he waited as long as he as he did." I thought yeah. some of them kids were still kids though. No, that no, means the youngest 17, child 18, is like probably. what? Um, she's eighteen now. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's that's, he, that's, that's fucked up he, though. Because yeah, I I guarantee you, I'm, if somebody, if somebody, uh, if, so, if somebody that was a known family man, you know, like quote unquote Bill Cosby, and they just say, man, all my life I wanted to be in a porno or something. I mean, I know that shit would be getting all kind of scrutiny. <laughs> Nobody, everybody was like. You know, like, what about your grandkids and all this shit? I mean, you do, want <laughs> well, yeah, the women the, you do want the women in the porno to be conscious. <laughs> right. Charlie did that shit. <laughs> but, you know, I'm just saying. Okay. But I'm just saying, though, how I, I, I guess, I guess hey, what my issue right. is with all of this is that it's, it's so one-sided that if anything that a straight man, a straight, straight man, no kind of titles to it, if anything a straight man did that was considered selfish, nobody would be honoring this shit like this. Well, he held off as long as he could. You know, nobody would say that. They're like, oh, he need to set his old ass down. That's what they would be saying. I mean, well, and, and that happens that's all the time with, with men, I mean, or, or women. I mean, people, they stay in a marriage for until the children are grown, and then they divorce. That's a right. selfish thing. I mean, but that's what I'm saying. But, but, but people talk about it. They don't, they don't make a hero out of it. I mean, it happens. Don't get me wrong. You're right. But nobody is getting a hundred, I mean, a million Twitter followers in four hours because, you know, they 65 and they tired of hearing their they wife yapping for all them years and now the, the last kid grown, so they saying, fuck it. And they're getting a, you know, 23-year-old girlfriend. I mean, they, they gave uh, Jim Brown shit because he had a young wife and he fucked up and all that. I, I'm just saying, man, it's just, I don't know. It's it just so one-sided, it don't make no damn sense. All right. Well, I think it's an interesting dis- discussion. Um, again, I personally don't care what he does. Like I said, I thought the interview was, was very interesting. Um I, it was not anything I wanted to watch, but I did watch it, and um, it really helped me understand the mindset of transgenders. Now, I don't agree with the mindset. Um, I do think that in other scenarios, uh, people will look at it differently, um, but by the same token, that's that's his business. I'm not personally on board, but he can do what he wants. He's grown man slash woman. So, <laughs> all right. Get ready to wrap things up. Great discussion, y'all. I appreciate you all chiming in for that. We'll get into um, some zone coverage tomorrow after the show. Um, talk about the upcoming NBA Finals, LeBron versus Steph Curry. And uh, I look forward to that. So, all right. Well, Again, tomorrow, talking about weave loans, free bleeding, which, I mean, it's going to be very interesting to discuss free bleeding. And um, some other topic that escapes me. Oh, the National Spelling Bee. Talk about that tomorrow. Um, 
My thanks to my sponsors, SearchForitHere.com, TruthDevour.com, and LiquidLifeDrops.us. And to welcome aboard Will Roberts and the Daily Screen. My thanks to my show legends for bringing it tonight. Tweet chatters and everyone else that participated on the show, chat room participant. If you want more of these great topics off the air, then join my exclusive Facebook group. Just search for T2Q on Facebook and ask for an invite. Get a heavy dose of the show topics every day in the T2Q group on Facebook. You can email your comments to me at talktoqnow at gmail.com, and I'll read them on the air. Everyone have a good night. Peace out. Google T2Q. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live. Call it, go ahead. Oh, that came out. Oh, all kinds of freaky. That's not what I meant. <laughs> you want to be my blog lover. My name is Quincy. The Talk to Q Radio Show. But I do believe that the love for money and power most of the time outweighs their love for women. And this is my show. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying, too. I think I'm still doing a lot of shows.